0: This podcast was produced by ORFM Dunedin with support from New Zealand on the Air.
1: Do you say and do things when drinking that you regret the next day? Is alcohol a problem for you or someone you really care about? Over the next hour, we'll find out how people just like you and me found sobriety in AA through sharing their experience, strength and hope. Welcome to AA Live, brought to you by Alcoholics Anonymous.
0: Chiore Tefano, welcome to the AA Live Radio Show. This is the show that explores the ideas behind a way of recovery through the Alcoholics Anonymous program. It is lovely to have you out there listening around the motto this evening. Thank you very much for joining us. And I have to say, I have somebody else joining us this evening. Welcome to my co host, Sean. Thank you for taking the time out to join me this evening. How are you?
1: I'm really good, thanks. Thanks for having me.
0: Oh, look, absolute pleasure. Sean is one of my fellow AAs, and we've decided to come on in and and have a little general chit-chat, haven't we? Yes, we have. We have. So we'll uh, we'll be hearing some music that Sean's brought in later on. He's brought in a couple of great CDs, one I had never heard of, so this is always a good learning curve. So a little bit about Alcoholics Anonymous folks we are a service which is based purely on alcoholics helping other alcoholics so it is a 12-step program uh, where alcoholics who are in recovery support other alcoholics that want to stop drinking we do the mahi together through the 12 steps of alcoholics anonymous So we're going to get right on to the show now. We're going to start as we would in a meeting, which is to say the serenity prayer or karakia. So join us out there if you want to. We'd love to, you know, pretend your voices are out there with us tonight. So, God, grant Grant me the the serenity serenity to to accept the things I cannot change,
1: change. the courage to change the things I can, and the wisdom wisdom to know know the the difference.
0: difference. Thank you, folks. We are now going to go on to our preamble. So this we also read at the beginning. And Sean, if you'd like to do us the the goods tonight, please. Sure.
1: Alcoholics Anonymous is a fellowship of men and women who share their experience, strength, and hope with each other, that they may solve their common problem and help others to recover from alcoholism. The only requirement for membership is a desire to stop drinking. There are no dues or fees for AA membership. We are self-supporting through our own contributions. AA is not allied with any sect, denomination, politics, organization, or institution. Does not wish to engage in any controversy. Neither endorses nor opposes any causes. Our primary purpose is to stay sober and help other alcoholics to achieve sobriety.
0: Wonderful, thanks Sean So another thing, a little bit of housekeeping to let you know that any opinions that you hear from Sean and I tonight, they are based purely from us. They are not those of AA as a whole. So it's just two of us alcoholics sitting around having a chat. So enjoy that <laughs> and remember yeah, please please don't be offended. <laughs> uh, now I'm going to also read to you today the Daily Reflection, which is something we look at each day and it just keeps us keeps us in line, I suppose, how you'd say it. Yeah. So this one is for May the second, Lighting the Dark Past. Cling to the thought that in God's hands, the dark past is the greatest possession you have, the key to life and happiness for others. With it, you can avert death and misery for them. And that's from Alcoholics Anonymous, page 124. No longer is my past an autobiography. It is a reference book to be taken down, opened and shared. Today, as I report for duty, the most wonderful picture comes through For though this day be dark, as some days must be, the stars will shine even brighter later. My witness that they do shine will be called for in the very near future. All my past will this day be a part of me, because it is the key, not the lock. That is so true for me. I don't know about you, Sean, but when I first came into these rooms... I mean, we'll talk a little bit about that a little bit later. But when I first came into these rooms, for me, I came in with so much shame and um, horror (laughs) Um, that now I don't look at those things that have happened or things I've done or those experiences that I've had in my drinking career. Uh, I don't look at them with shame anymore. I look at them as yes it's my story it's not something to be shameful for and I like that reading what about you do you find
1: that yeah well uh, I do definitely find that and I think I'm getting a little bit better with that but I'm I'm not sober as long as you've been and so I'm still I'm still in the stage where I've been sober about just over eight months now and i'm still at the stage when i think back to certain things i still cringe at myself and i still think oh goodness how did i do that you know and and i still there's still some shame there to be perfectly honest with you but uh, my sponsor is always telling me look what's done is done and you can't change that and you have to learn from it and accept it and grow and and so that's what i'm getting better at it but It still hurts sometimes to think about some of the terrible things I did.
0: I understand completely. Sometimes, um, yeah, it's not that you don't cringe over it, but I think once you find that level of acceptance of what's Mm. happened, that the cringe factor just the shame factor of it isn't as big yeah so that'll be nice for you when you reach that acceptance level that'll be really good I look forward to that for you (laughs) this is part of what AA is all about you know because we look at what others before us have done uh, and we look at how they're living life and what they're doing and that gives us hope Um, I agree yeah, hope to be able to say okay, I'm going to I'm going to be there one day. It's going to yeah. happen for yeah. me. Yeah, I like that. And yeah. every time, I'm sorry yeah. to
1: interrupt, but every yeah. time, you know, like every time I go to a meeting and then that's one of the biggest things I get out of the meeting is seeing you know what will be for me, you know, where people are that have been through what I've been through and and I, you know, um it's just really reaffirming and uh It makes me sort of excited about the future, you know?
0: Yeah, because when, well, when I first came in, I didn't see the future. Mm, I couldn't even see it. I
1: know, I know, definitely.
0: Mm. Yeah, it's quite frightening, isn't it? Yes. But it does get better. Yes, it
2: does. (laughs) One
0: day at a time. Yes. All right, you are listening to the AA Live Show in association with our friends from Otago Access Radio on 105.4 FM. Now, we're going to play Sean's first song. It is the wonderful singer Beth Orton. So, enjoy. Ooh,
3: child, things are going. Ooh, child, things will be brighter Ooh, child, things are gonna get easier Ooh, child, things will get brighter Ooh, child, things We'll put it together and we'll get it all done Someday when your head is much lighter Right. Things are gonna get easier Ooh, child, things will be brighter Ooh, child, things are gonna get easier Ooh, things will be brighter
0: a beautiful beautiful piece of music Thank you Sean for choosing that
1: it's my pleasure
0: I was just saying to him Beth Orton sounds a bit like a bottle of Merlot <laughs> That's probably not the best way to describe it considering we're not partaking in Merlot anymore so uh, last month Sean we were lucky enough to hear just a part of your story that you know gave us the bit of your experience, the strength, the hope that you've found on your sobriety journey. Today, I wanted to discuss what our understanding of AA was before we walked into the rooms. Like For me, uh, personally, I didn't walk into the rooms until I was 49. At 25, I was told, well, I was at the doctors who sent me off to an alcohol and drug uh, counselling service. And I think I did one of those, maybe two, and walked out going, "Oh, I can manage this. This will mm-hmm. be fine. I'll manage this." And Alcoholics Anonymous was something I'd seen in the paper, in those tiny little ads, you know, in the in the personal section. Um, I used to see those. But I was in denial, complete denial, no, I'm not an alcoholic, no, 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 I just like to have fun, you know, party hard, I'm going to die young, you know, stay pretty, that sort of stupid talk, (laughs) And, um, and so... When I walked into my first meeting it was obviously I'd I'd hit my rock bottom on the Sunday evening and I still to this day don't know what drove me to find where there was an Alcoholics Anonymous meeting. Just pure desperation that's all I know Uh, and so I went to this Monday lunch meeting and (laughs) sweating and nervous and so forth and I honestly thought that there would be a Bunch of derelicts in there. Um, for me, even being an alcoholic myself, I wasn't on the side of the street. As I'd grown up, our, our local bus stop is where our drunks used to sit with their brown paper bags and and drink out of them. And you know that was an alcoholic to me, um, in complete ignorance, really. And so when I walked in, I wasn't expecting you know maybe a stinky room, um, pretty. Yeah, n- not, a, not a welcoming place. And what I found when I walked into that meeting was a whole bunch of people who were smiling and they were laughing, they were talking to, them, to each other, and I wasn't talking to anybody by the time I finished, they were healthy looking um, and they looked happy. And to me, it was just like, oh, my gosh. And then when they started sharing and talking about their experiences, all I saw was me and their experiences. And, every, you know, not every story was mine, but like they say, look for the similarities and not the differences. And I was really lucky that my mind was open enough to look for those similarities at that time because I had been... Ignoring my alcoholism for 24 years and try to manage it myself, and you know, thinking that I, I could rule it, and when you're not having an understanding even of what alcoholism was. So, yeah, to me, AA turned out to be a complete surprise um, and a pleasant one at that, and one that I found that I could, uh, I met my people. It was the first time I'd been in a room where I didn't feel, I felt uncomfortable, but I also felt like this is where I was meant to be. That was the bizarre thing. What about you? What did you, did you have that brown paper bag
1: Uh, thing going on? Yeah, (laughs) for sure. I mean, I I, thinking back, I can't remember having a, a preconception of Alcoholics Anonymous itself, but of Alcoholics, definitely. I definitely had a... An image, you know, which I think is that stereotypical image that you were referring to—that someone on the street, someone huddled under, you know, an overhang somewhere, in a trench coat with a brown paper bag type scenario. And I guess by by extension, I suppose I thought that that's what AA was going to just be—cleaned up people of that sort, you know. Yeah. <laughs> but it uh, it wasn't. It wasn't like that at all. I went. I went to. I went to AA three times. This is my third time going to AA, and this is the this is the only time that that worked. Um, but even the first two times, the first two times I went for other people, and I, I yeah, and um, and it it was the wrong reason to go. You know, I, I wasn't going for myself. I was going to try and save something that I was ruining with my alcoholism. But even those first two times that I went, it was always such a such a welcoming <laughs> lovely place to go you know i like you said I it, it was i felt immediately i felt i was with my people i feel like felt like these are people that understand me these are the people that i understand and and um and it was also seeing it was also seeing the um how good they were <laughs> you know <laughs> what a, what a great Place they were in in their lives, and to know, and you hear the stories, and I think there's no way that person could have gone through that when I look at them now. But sure enough, you know, that they had gone through all the same things that you know, it's all the same experiences. It's so uncanny to how similar my experience is to just about everyone that I meet in AA. It is amazing, isn't it? It really is amazing
0: when we look at each other. This is one of the one things that I find astounding about it. It is is a miracle, I think, in the rooms because you meet people that you would never, ever have associated with. I know,
1: I know, yeah.
0: And there they are, excuse me, there they are giving us a message of hope and strength and you just sort of get blown away by it. I do anyway.
1: I do too, I do too and it's one of the most powerful things of of the reasons i get so much out of it and i enjoy it i look forward to going i go to two meetings every week and i just i look forward to it especially if i'm having a bad week you know if something's not going well i can i can feel um i can i i feel old thought patterns coming into my head you know i feel um i've recognized i've kind of the point where i can recognize okay that's the alcoholic in me thinking that or wanting to say that or saying that, you know, I'm not perfect. You know, if I, I'll i still say things and I'll be like, "Geez, that was the alcoholic in me that just said that, you know?
0: Well, this is the thing. It's actually what, I don't know about you, but what I've learned about myself just by going to meetings alone, not, just ignoring the steps at this stage, because those steps from one to, to 12 are quite a changing prospect for your life anyway. But that going into rooms and finding that you're not the only one that has a committee that talks in your head nah. constantly
4: <laughs> Yeah,
0: <laughs> <laughs> I mean mine are, I go into the rooms now and my committee as my my sobriety has got longer and longer it's not there as much there's so much more peace in my life but That little niggle, niggle, they get into you and they talk to you and they tell you what you're supposed to be doing and there's always that little voice I fear of going, go on, it's just one, Jan, Mm. it's just one, Mm. you can do it. Um, It's amazing that we learn to be able to recognise those things and those little voices and the actions that we've taken that we don't want to take any more.
1: Yes, definitely.
0: Mm. The, the, um, the rooms I think one of the most important thing in those rooms that people say to me is keep coming back.
1: Mm. Yeah.
0: And you can't ignore that. It's
1: the last thing we say, isn't it?
0: Exactly. It's the very
1: last thing of every meeting.
0: Yeah. Keep coming back. It works if you it work works. It. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. And that is so true. It uh, it really is quite it's moving and it's a miracle
1: it is a miracle i agree i agree um i sort of shared it in when i did my story last time but i i'm so not the kind of person that believes in miracles you know i'm it's just not my it's not the way i think but me getting sober was a miracle me meeting the people i've met in aa and the change it's had on my life is a miracle it's genuinely a miracle and and one of the big things about AA that they keep reinforcing is um, you know your higher power get, trying to find a higher power and understanding what your higher power is and people get put off by that and scared that it's like this religious organization and stuff but it's I'm completely not religious i guess you know in the in the traditional sense of religion and and christianity and whatnot and, but i am definitely spiritual and 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 i and i do believe in a higher power you know the thing that i'm just going on a little sidetrack here but the one of the things that someone said to me early on when i went to aa was um you know do you think that there's a, a power greater than you? And I was like, well, I'm not sure. You know, I don't know if I believe in any of that stuff. And they said, well, could you control alcohol? And I was, I definitely could not control alcohol. And they said, well, just in that sense, I mean, alcohol is a power greater than you. If you can't control it. And I said, well, you're right. I mean, alcohol is a power greater than me. And if alcohol is a power greater than me, then I know that there's something, <laughs> a better power <laughs> that's greater than me as well. You know, that, that um, that can help me beat alcohol, and it has helped me, you know. And um, I don't know where I'm going with this, except for the fact that I don't. I even though I still don't think I'm religious, I, I it doesn't scare me. The whole higher power thing doesn't. It frightened me off at the beginning, but it. It's I not understand. An
0: issue. Yeah, I understand completely. I personally am not a religious person of any sort myself, and the God thing you know, G O D was like, mm. Oh my gosh, yeah. this is not me. I can't do this, I can't do this and I also had somebody sort of similarly explain to me, like it it doesn't it's not God. It's your higher power, yeah. and uh, I've shared this before on the radio for quite some time. I called my higher power "Saucy" after H.P. Sauce,
2: <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> and um, you know, it, and then eventually I grew a respect for my higher power, and I stopped calling it Saucy and. and you know, taking the shit out of it, piss out of it, basically. Yeah, yeah, you know, it was yeah, just yeah. like, this is something that's really important to me. Yeah. So, yeah, it, it, people do come into the rooms thinking, oh, it's a whole religious thing. But it's actually whatever you as an individual choose as yeah. your higher power. Yeah. And I think that is also part of the miracle. If yeah. you can get past that. Good things can happen. Good things. And we like good things. And on that note, I'm going to put on a song. So let's see how we go with this one. This is chosen from one of our juniors in the fellowship. And I hope you enjoy.
2: Chisel me down until I am clean I buy books, I never read And then I tell you some more about me (laughs) Beneath the concrete there's a sound A muffled cry below the ground There is a poison in the air A mix of chemicals and fear My words are just punches I'm not sure what they mean Commitment when I'm somewhere in between Never Never try to gauge temperature when you tend to travel at such speed Is it cold where you are time? Of the numbers hit a screen And you're expected to know what they mean Throughout the conflict I was serene I can't outrun the sadness I've seen Are you willing to resist The people you've never met The devil's wheel revolves But it needs to be reset Never, never try to gauge temperature When you tend to travel At such speeds of velocity
0: 12 steps and 12 traditions in AA uh, and may aligns with step 5 which is admitted to God, to ourselves and to another human being, the exact nature of our wrongs. So what I'm wanting to talk about in a general discussion, which we kind of had while we were listening to that last song, (laughs) is the steps that we're going through and at and I suppose going back to a little bit about where we were about what we walked into with the 12-step program. And when you go in, you read the steps, right? It's always sort of you go in and there's things on the walls, right? And you get the traditions and you get the steps and you get the serenity prayer. And one of the things... That you do while you're listening to other people talk is is read those steps, and they can be really overwhelming. Well, you know, so (laughs) and with May each, you know, being step five, that actually goes in alignment. I'm always fascinated how many times I'm sitting in the rooms, and we never ever take into consideration that the twelve steps align with the months of the year. Did that happen I you? I didn't
1: realize that until – I'm on step four right now. And I didn't realize that until I got onto step four. Yeah. And my sponsor told me that. And he said, oh, <laughs> this is perfect timing. And I said, what are you talking about? And he said, yeah, th- you know, it's April, step four. And I yeah. said, what are you talking about? Yeah. Yeah, so, no, a- I just realized that just recently.
0: Mm, it's a funny one, that one. But you know your step four can last for as long mine's, as it needs yeah, to. Yeah,
1: well, mine's <laughs> lasting too long right now. <laughs> feels like <laughs> is this too much to unpack but yeah it's not lasting too long but it's just it's it's the hardest one so far you know definitely
0: we we do think it's the hardest one and I suppose I wanted to talk about that fear that we have mm. about step four and five because I know when I first came into the rooms and I started reading those and instantly I went into fear of oh my gosh I'm going to have to list down all the things that have happened to me that I did to other people and people did to me and things and my reactions and of course one of the things we know when we walk into AA is we learn that our first drink is basically our emotional age uh, and <laughs> I'm thinking I'm only 14 and I'm having to think about all these things and I'm going to yeah. grow up really fast. Yeah. Um, that's one of the things that uh, the 12-step program's done for me is learning to live life on life's terms yes. and deal with the emotional things that come through. And when I'm, I realise that actually quite a lot of the emotional stuff that came with me... I said, actually, no, not for me. I'm going to go and drink that away.
1: Yeah. It's so easy to do. You know, it's a crutch. And it's, yeah, yeah. I I'm, I'm, was exactly the same way, mm. you know.
0: Yeah, it's normal. I it's think.
1: something to to avoid, all your pro- you know, all your problems and all your issues that you should be dealing with. But you don't want to deal with because it it's too hard or too scary or whatever.
0: Yeah. Well, the nice thing about step four and five is that you don't have to do it alone.
1: Yeah, that's true.
0: So you do it with the your nice sponsor. thing
1: and the f- and the difficult thing sometimes, you know.
0: <laughs> yeah, I've found that myself. I did a lot of my step four through my counselling work. Right. Uh, and so my sponsor hasn't had to listen to everything. Right. <laughs> um, but yeah. It, it can be through that healing. For me, it was through the healing process of yeah. dealing with things with my counsellor. Yeah. He's heard a lot of it, <laughs> and uh, I know it will never go further. But it, one of the things it says in there, admitted to God, to ourselves, and to another human being, and we were talking just before that song about our higher power, and once again, that word God's popped in, but it's actually to our higher power yeah. that we're admitting that.
1: yeah. I think God is just a real easy word that people can wrap their heads around. But I definitely relate a lot more to higher power, you know. And funny that you should mention that because another thing I've been doing recently with regards to my higher power is actually praying, which is something I never thought I would do. And But it's just – it's a weird thing. It's, it's actually – every single morning – and I do this because my sponsor recommended doing it. And I started doing it just cuz he said to do it and try it and so i thought oh i'll just try this and i started doing it and thinking this is silly you know this is kind of dumb and, but now it's like relaxing i suppose and maybe and and it's a time when i a moment every day where i make this conscious decision to sort of open myself up to my higher power throughout the day you know and 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 let my higher power guide me and and one thing i like to always tell myself is like will you like help me to make, make me the higher, the higher self that I can be, you know. And, and so, um, yeah, I just, I, I find it, it's, it's gone from being silly and stupid to meaningful for me. And I, I, and it's part of my morning routine, you know, every day, which yeah. I get something out of.
0: Well, I understand that too. It's uh for me, my high power is always sitting on one shoulder mm. uh, and it's, having a respectful chat with my higher power every morning it's interesting you know that word prayer you said prayer and I think yeah we always go off and we go yeah we're going to have a prayer about this and da 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 and yeah I have my third step prayer that I say every morning that is gotta happen Um, but yeah that chat with my higher power
1: I kind of like that idea having a (laughs) chat better than a prayer that makes (laughs) me because I I like the idea of having a two way thing you know as opposed to just a pleading,
0: yeah. Well, this is a you'll learn that the pleading doesn't stay, yeah. You get that strength, and yeah. through that guidance of those chats, yeah. <laughs> I like that, yeah. Well, that's, well, that's cool. good. There you go, we got somewhere today. <laughs> You are listening to the AA Live Show in association with our friends from Otago Access Radio on 105.4 FM. We're going to have a little bit of Bob Mould uh, now. Now, I've never heard of Bob Mould, but uh, this is one that Sean's brought in, so I'm looking forward to seeing what this is all about and having a bit of toe-tapping. Enjoy. Oh that was a great song choice Sean, thank you We were just discussing, I thought it was a little bit Peter Framptonish, and then Sean was going he was listening to Peter Frampton before he came down so there you go, nothing but clever minds in this room this evening Now we're going to actually have a little letter read out, Sean's going to read us a letter from one of the mainstays and the mainstay is a booklet that we have through Alcoholics Anonymous where people write in and share their experience, strength and hope with us so Sean, if you'd like to read what we've chosen there, it'd be great.
1: Sure, this is One Day at a Time. My name is Rob F and I'm an alcoholic. I'm reminded when taking 12-step work, how beautifully simple and effective our program is, especially the concept of one day at a time. My home groups are the Tuesday night big book study and the Thursday night city steps meetings. The Big Book Study meeting is currently reading and studying the chapter Working with Others from the Big Book, and it is very helpful to be reminded again that the original 100 members gave gave us a step-by-step user's manual on how to treat and communicate with the newcomer. The one-day-at-a-time concept is especially useful, as most of us can handle staying sober just for one day, today. It is also more than an achievable Sorry, It is also more than achievable to grasp the idea of not concerning ourselves with the questions of how I am to cope with Christmas and birthdays and weekends and family gatherings till that actual occasion arises. We are then pleasantly surprised that in reality, these events can be coped with easily with the help of a good sponsor's advice and usable tips like escape routes and qualifying whether we really need to be there or not. I found in my early days that my sponsor was invaluable in pointing out to me that Christmas was several months away, and that we would deal with it then, and that all I had to worry about was getting to bed that night without having a drink. He was also very reassuring in telling me one day social events would not only be doable, but more enjoyable with sobriety. He assured me relationships would be mended in due course and that again i didn't need to fix them today so why not relax and enjoy what's in front of me at that given moment i sponsor several several sober men who are freshly off the drink and i use the one day at a time concept constantly it is easy to grasp and once they do find that once they do find that life is not your past nor your future but the here and the now how liberating How many of us lived anywhere but today? The guilt, the remorse, the fear, and the self-pity would keep us depressed about the past and anxious about the future, with no time for the blessings of today. I celebrated a birthday recently, and I haven't, thank God, had to take a drink for many years. But more than ever, I chose to live my life one day at a time. That was Rob. That's
0: fantastic. Yeah. That's, um... I do, yeah, I do love opening the odd mainstay when I'm at a meeting and this is just my seeing.
1: Fr- I've never even read one of these. This ah, is my first time. It's well, very nice.
0: There you go. You could take that one home yeah, with you if you like and have a read. <laughs> they do come up with some. Yeah, you know, it's once again like being in a meeting and hearing your own experiences. Yeah. For me, when I first came into the rooms, uh, three weeks after my sobriety, there was a really large birthday to celebrate. And then there was Christmas. Yeah. And then there was my 50th. Yeah. And boy, were they all completely different experiences. The first one I was pretty anxious about. Christmas was just the weirdest Christmas I'd ever had.
2: Really?
0: <laughs> Christmas to me was always like, oh, you got a few days off. That's a complete write-off and that's yeah. party time. Yeah. Um, so for me to go through a Christmas and not – Crack a bottle first thing in the morning because, yeah. as far as I was concerned, you know, well, here we go. We've got a public holiday, and uh, that means time to open a bottle. Yes. You can start with breakfast, <laughs> you know, bloody Marys. Hello, let's yeah. any excuse for it. So, uh, yeah, that Christmas and and getting through a New Year's. Thing.
1: <laughs> New Year's is a tough one. Yeah, yeah,
0: very odd, very odd. But um, what's one of those things, uh, that one of those sayings that we have, this too shall pass? Yes. And that feeling of being uncomfortable. Do you find that you've had some of those that have happened in your time so far that you've?
1: Yeah, yeah, I have actually. Um, one of the things I found most useful with regards to that t- type of thing and is uh, I've, I've sort of changed who I hang out with. You know that um i have I had a number of friends that were really just drinking buddies, you know um that once I realized that uh, there was no longer drinking to be done together, there was nothing that we had in common, there was nothing that there was no reason to be friends that I found, and it sounds harsh, but it was sort of it was in my case, I found it to be true it and is so true. once i sort of once I surrounded me with people surrounded myself with people that um knew what i was doing and accepted you know accepted me and my sobriety it was a lot easier you know my partner she's um she's super supportive and she's so it's not i i don't find it that hard when i'm around the right people you know i I, if, if and now you know if i go to even even on just a daily basis if i um I, I went to a bar the other day because um it was my partner's birthday actually and she was meeting a bunch of friends for drinks. And even being around a bar being in a bar with a whole bunch of people that are all drinking, I still because I knew that she was supporting me and I was right next to her and it was just, it, it was I just enjoyed being there, you know. It was really nice to it was nice to be there sober.
0: It was nice to be present. It was
1: nice to be present, it's huge. That's it's mm-hmm. it's gigantic and it's something that I Didn't even think about before, and now with my daughters, man, it's 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 huge. Being present for my daughters, being present for everyone, but especially my daughters, because I'd so many years I didn't I didn't give them my time. Which,
0: yeah, we'd get a huge guilt over that. I I must say, but it it, uh, as they start to discover you as a sober person Mm, it mm. becomes really exciting
1: it's super exciting just yesterday just yesterday my youngest and i we went for a motorcycle ride she was on the back of the motorcycle and we went out to um we were just riding all around and went up to high cliff road and everything and riding all around and man just simple little things like going for a motorcycle ride and then going to get dinner and just talking about her day and talking about my day and being present, being there for her and with her, and man, it's really special. It,
0: it is special, isn't it? And you discover these little quirks that they have, and yeah. and ways that they <laughs> see the world. Yeah. Because beforehand, you just had your blinkers on. Yeah, yeah. Mm, it is. It's a joy, absolute joy of sobriety. That one. And
1: not only uh, can I interrupt, and not only had my blinkers on, but like actively didn't want to spend time with her because she was getting in the way of my drinking. Correct. You know, and that was what a terrible way to be a parent, you know, and now it's, it's uh, just enjoying the tiny things. And, and I noticed that she's, she's noticed it as well. Cause I'm, I've been, you know, um very open with both my daughters about my sobriety and what I've been through and everything. And, and um, they're both really supportive as well, which I really appreciate. And I'm, I'm thankful for, but just, yeah, just, all the small things that I missed before, it just makes them that much sweeter now, you know?
0: I do so know what you mean. It's great. <laughs> and I must say, I'll t- share this with you. But the first time my son came up to me and said to me, oh, I really like it that you're not drinking, was such uh, you know, like a fireworks moment yeah, for me. Yeah, it's uh, it was just like, yeah, it was magical. And, and those things happen now. And we have a relationship now that is. Yeah. Oh. Thousand, I thought we had. A, I thought I thought we had a reasonable one before. Yeah, but now it's uh, yeah, it's just exponentially
1: better. Yeah. I know exactly what you mean.
0: <laughs> mm. Well, exactly. that's only going to grow for you.
1: Yeah, I know. I'm excited.
0: <laughs> yeah. Life, and, and bet you never thought you would sit there and say you're excited about life.
1: No, man. Yeah, uh, life was over for me at that point. You know, I, life was literally over for me, and I, I had I had I didn't want to have anything else to do with life, and now. I see a future. I'm I'm excited about future the future, you know? I'm yeah. I'm happy about it. <laughs> Looking forward to things and man, it's it's so amazing how much different my life is now, you know? And I'm so thankful for it. It's it's fantastic. I got to tell
0: you listeners it's really nice sitting in the studio with Sean here this evening cuz I can almost see the excitement bouncing <laughs> off him it's really quite cool as a you know <laughs> you just you see that um that freshness that you're being able to see life with new yeah. eyes. Yes. And it's really yes. lovely to watch. It's really good. Thank <laughs> you. <laughs> Thank you for for trusting me enough to share that with me. I appreciate yeah. that. But yet it's, a, it's a whole new journey if you come into Alcoholics Anonymous. Yes. I have to say, life does change. Yes, I used to listen to people say, I have a life today that I never thought I could have. And, yeah, I... I Can parrot that myself with full truth, you know. (laughs) I know, me too. Yeah, me too. And it'll only get better. And you know, just thinking about your partner's birthday, happy birthday to her. But that um, you're saying this, and uh, I had friends that would not include me in those sorts of things for a little while. The support you have sounds fantastic. But we still drink. We just. Don't drink alcohol. Yeah, you know that's
1: true. (laughs) Pineapple juice—that's my thing.
0: Ah, mine's a ginger beer. Oh, really? Yeah, (laughs) have a bit of ginger ale. But yeah, you know, it's just we still drink. Yeah, we're just not drinking alcohol. Yeah, yeah. So it's a funny little thing that one. It is
1: a funny thing because that's such a social thing having something in your hand, and and it's also. It's kind of like helps with conversations it sort of gives you you know just having that thing in your hand even alcoholic or not it's just it's a it's a good social thing you know
0: well it's this a, is why we started remember yes, you know yeah, because yeah. we had no self confidence yeah. and we thought we had that first sip and we thought oh this is making me feel a it little gives bit you better
1: confidence yeah
0: and then it goes on and then you have the second one and then you have the third one yeah. and it's that second or third well it is for me anyway where I go okay I I'm not stopping now. Yeah. Um, yeah. and that's how it starts in and, and it is yeah. it is enjoyable at the beginning. But by the end
1: it's fricking, it's not enjoyable. It's at miserable. All it wasn't for me.
0: No, not for me either. Pretty damn dark.
1: It was very dark.
0: Yeah. yeah. Okay, well <laughs> There are no membership fees for AA, you do not have to sign in your name, you don't have to give your phone number, your email address, your birthday, none of that. This is the kind of place that you can join where you have complete anonymity. The only thing that we know about each other right now, even sitting in this room, is I know Sean's first name and he knows mine and that's all it goes. So, you know... If you want to come in and check out what AA is all about, you think maybe drinking's gone a little bit further, you've got no control over your life, come in and see us at a meeting. Uh, We don't have to know everything about you. You don't have to take a fingerprint or anything. Come in, sit in the rooms, listen to our stories, and find the similarities. I'd like to thank you all for spending the evening with us and reminding you that if you do want to give up drinking, that's our business. If you don't, well, that's yours, so keep on going. As we say (laughs) in the room sometimes, I had to go out and experiment some more, Uh, and I think by the sounds of what Sean and I have talked about this evening, we both went out and did that. So (laughs) if you find you'd like to talk to somebody before coming to a meeting, you can give us a call on our 0800 AA Works number. That's 800 229-6757. So the person on the other end of the phone is also a recovering alcoholic. So please don't hesitate to give us a call on 0800-AA-WORKS. That's 0800-229-6757. We have, if you feel like posting us something... Send it to P.O. Box 6115, Dunedin, North and Dunedin. We always love a card. Do people still write letters? Yeah, they do. (laughs) They do. Although, in saying that, we've been getting emails. Yeah. Yeah. So, we also have a website across New Zealand. It's aa.org.nz. Now, that will give you the meetings across the country. They could be on Zoom, they could be in person, they could be open meetings, they could be closed meetings. So please jump on that aa.org.nz website uh, and see you know, where your local meeting is. It's very easy to find. And even though you might walk along and try and hide to get into the room like I did on the first time because you think everybody's watching you, Just know nobody's watching you. You're just walking into a building. They have no idea where you're going.
1: (laughs) That's
0: right. Sean, thank you so much for coming in and co hosting with me tonight. I I look forward. Yeah, I look forward to doing next month's too. Let's give it a go and see what we can kick. That sounds good.
1: This is a great time. Thank you.
0: Awesome. And you chose some brilliant music. Thank (laughs) you. So we're going to finish this evening with a song. We might not get through all of it, but folks, this is a little bit of. Oh, I think it's a little bit of bob actually. Maybe. No, it might not be. I think uh, I changed my mind there when I was picking it. That's right. Anyway, take care of yourselves out there, folks. And until next time, Matiwa.
4: Nobody knows it, but you've got a secret smile And you use it only for me Nobody knows it, but you've got a secret smile And you use it only for me So use it and prove it Remove this world of sadness I'm losing